Ladies and gentlemen, the show will start in five, four, three, two, one. I see you patiently waiting on something you won't forget. Zen Cabinet, where we get experimental about exploring your potential. In this podcast, we help you redefine your self-image, express your values through your actions, and tap into the freedom of doing what works for you and you alone. So if that's your jam, cop a squat, grab a snack, and rest your back, because we needs to talk, Jack. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Let's go. Episode 189. Pessimism never wins. What's up, Moonbeams? Happy Thursday, y'all, and welcome to episode 189. Pessimism never wins. In this episode, I want us to talk about the pitfalls of being a pessimist and just how negative thinking can really just affect your life, how it can really, you know, burn you out, how it can throw you off your trajectory, how it can disrupt your plans and just really create a big mess in your life that can be very hard to come back from, but you can come back from it. Anyway, if that's what you're interested in, stay tuned and stay locked in because we're going to get into it. If you are new to the podcast, what's up? Salutations and thank you kindly for being here. I really, really do hope that you enjoy the show and I'm just grateful for your presence and I hope you get something out of this episode. Thank you for being here. If you're coming back for another episode, what's up, cuz? What's up, family? What's going on? You know, we love what the weekend is almost here. I know you're feeling pretty good. Still in the first week of October. You know, still the beginning of the month. You can set your intentions for the month, your intention for the week, whatever it is you want to accomplish. Y'all, we only got a little bit more than two months left in this year. What's going on? Where are you in your goals? Where are you in your visions? Let's talk about it. Anyway, in the first segment, we're going to talk about identify your distortions. In the second segment, we're going to talk about challenge your mind. In the third segment, we're going to talk about loving self-talk. As always, I use these episodes to help somebody to turn on the lights. I use my failures, my mistakes, my uh, my regrets. I use my thinking. I use everything that I've experienced to the best of my ability to help you and also further teach myself in the process. So I'm hoping that this episode can be useful to you. So let's jump in and get started. Peter McWilliams said, for many, negative thinking is a habit which over time becomes an addiction. For many of us, I think negative thinking can be an addiction because I feel like so many of us come into the world and we grow up without having people teach us how to work through our thoughts, how to, you know, having, without learning how to process our emotions, process our thinking, process what we're feeling, 
you know, we don't have many outlets to work through those negative emotions. So they usually get a chance to sit around and fester for years and years and sometimes even decades. And next thing you know, you really spent the bulk of your life steeped in negative thinking. For me, you know, growing up, it wasn't always easy to draw from other people's positivity because it was always easy to experience someone else thinking the worst of a situation, being paranoid, and just really going towards the negative almost instantly. You know, also growing up, I picked up a lot of distortions along the way. And for those of you who don't know, who, who are not, not familiar with distortions, I would definitely be talking a lot more about them very soon. But distortions or cognitive distortions are thoughts that cause individuals to perceive reality inaccurately. So in short, distortion is pretty much when you have thought patterns or your mind is set up in a way where you're not experiencing life as it is. You're not experiencing reality as it is. It can almost be as, not as simple, but you know, everybody else is, you know, today is Thursday, but the way your mind is set up, you are still living on Monday because maybe you have some type of distortion that, you know, keeps you living in the past, keeps you harping on yesterday while everybody else is on Thursday and dealing with the matters of today. Maybe you're the kind of person who, you know, maybe have a distortion around time. You know, maybe the kind of person who had a child young at 16 and now you're 40, you're 32 and you're still that same 16, you're a 16 year old. You know, time hasn't moved on. You're still living in that same space. One major distortion I myself, you know, have struggled with for a very long time and it's still something that I work towards every day is emotional reasoning. Emotional reasoning is a distortion that, you know, puts you in a place where you experience your emotions, your feelings as fact, as opposed to recognizing at this point or in this moment, I'm feeling this way. But because I'm feeling it, you know what I'm saying? But being able to recognize that feeling this way doesn't necessarily mean the situation itself or that reality follows suit of your emotion, if that makes sense. And in with dealing with emotional reasoning, I've went about processing and handling a lot of situations the wrong way because it was, you know, I based my logic off my emotions. And a lot of times, many times, emotions can be unstable. They're fleeting, they change all the time. So when it comes to making serious decisions, you know, on fleeting emotions, something that's very temporary, something that will change, you know, it can be a very unstable way to approach handling your life. You know, for a long time, I've suffered a lot with that all or nothing kind of thinking too, where it's like, you know, we've been dating for this amount of time and, you know, this person hasn't said I love you yet. They're not going to say, it, you know, or if we've been dating for this amount of time and the person hasn't, you know, said anything about wanting to get married, then it's not going to happen. And just kind of basing the future in that kind of all or nothing, black and white kind of distortion that can be very very suffocating and you know you can also push people away you can definitely alienate the people around you because they you know what i'm saying you're pressuring them to operate on your timeline to operate on your terms as opposed to being themselves and remaining true to themselves like i said there are so many distortions out there and we're definitely going to have 
the time to cover all of them. But know that if you look hard enough and pay enough attention to your life, the way you communicate your behavior, you will find distortions in your patterns. And that is where you start to do the healing and do the real work. Winston Churchill said, a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. I love this quote because, you know, for a long time, I've always I've been a pessimist, you know, definitely looking at every situation and immediately being drawn to how difficult a situation may be, especially if it requires me having to change or me having to do something, me having to adapt, you know, or whatever like that. But just being drawn to the pessimism as opposed to being positive, as opposed to being optimistic about what could happen. I've always been one to be drawn to the possibilities of things, but at the same time, you know, that love for possibilities was always kind of tainted with the pessimism of, you know, just thinking the worst. And for a long time, a lot of it, most of it came from having a very, very bad attitude. You know, having a bad attitude can really allow you to process and read and filter pretty much any situation in a negative way. You know, I had to get to a place where I was examining my intention for communicating. And for a very long time, my intention for communicating with other people was to defend or to be heard, pretty much to advocate. And there's nothing wrong with advocating, but the thing is, it's important to know the time and place of your advocation. It's important to not attack people, to find a space where you can share your ideas and share your feelings in a space where people can feel safe around you doing that sharing. But more than anything, it was time for me to switch my intention and find a different purpose for communicating. So I wanted to take it all in the other direction and make communicating about listening, you know, about putting, you know, myself in the other person's shoes, you know, showing that empathy and giving myself the opportunity to learn instead of, you know, trying to be a mind reader, trying to finish sentences, rushing people through their thoughts, you know, uh, listening to respond, which is another distortion, you know, just really just, you know, feeding off bits and pieces of a conversation and reacting erratically and badly. And I say this to say that you have to get in the place where you're willing to challenge your own mind. You have to be willing to challenge your own thinking. You have to realize that everything you think isn't true. Everything you think isn't real. I had to put myself in a position and don't make, make no mistake about it. This isn't something that I've mastered or conquered. This is something I still practice on a day to day basis. But my intention for communication is to understand others for a long time. My thing was being understood. Hear me. Hear where I'm coming from. Side with me. Understand where I'm coming from. You know, agree with me. Have my back as opposed to understanding others. I didn't know that I could understand others and still equally be understood because to learn about others is to learn about yourself. 
We're all human beings. And anytime you're communicating with anyone else, it's always a learning experience because you are both the same species. So whatever it is this person's going through, you're learning something that can equally serve you. Even if it isn't right now, it could serve you one day. So practice being present and practice paying attention. You have to get in that place where you're willing to challenge your bad habits. You know, for a long time, I thought if I barked a little bit louder, it would chase away all the bad spirits, all the bad energy, all the people that wanted to do me harm or this and that. But what it does is just pushes people away and it alienates you and it leaves you by yourself in addition to alienating other people. Essentially, you have to get tired of your own shit. To challenge your own mind, to challenge your own thinking, you have to get tired of getting the same results. Now, for the most part, I will say that I've always been somebody, for the most part, that's been pretty clear about when shit just doesn't work. You know, noticing that what I'm giving, what I'm contributing, it isn't working. Now, the mistake that many of us make when it comes to that kind of thing coming down that road is that we can find that something doesn't work, but we don't know we're not always skilled problem solvers. So we don't know how to jump to the next thing or to brainstorm and experiment with different things. And that was my issue for a long time. Just because I've recognized that being mean or having this bad attitude doesn't work, what else can I try? You know, what else can I explore? What else can I discover in my communication and interacting with people? Maybe you can practice listening more. Maybe while you're talking, you can practice taking those mindful breaths, the mind breaths of mindfulness, and make sure that your face isn't sharing or giving anything that feels confrontational or anything that's generating negative energy. These days when I'm conversing, it's important to me to keep the energy stable, to keep it quiet, to keep it calm. I don't want to control anybody, but for myself and where I'm trying to grow from and change from, I want to prove to myself every opportunity that I can that I can be chill, I can be poised, I can be composed and mature in the conversation. But you have to be willing to challenge your mind and what you've done to do something new. Kimberly Jones said, don't let people pull you into their storm. Pull them into your peace. Yeah, I know we talk about this quite a bit, but you know, one of the best things that I've done for my sanity, for my mental health, is remove a lot of people from my life because I got into a place where I saw the universe making my mental health a priority for me and it wasn't something I could run away from. I started falling out of touch with people. I started falling out with people. You know, going out didn't have the same ring, same ring because it's like you're doing this shit that you've done a hundred thousand times before, but I want you to be focusing on other shit. I want you to be focusing on you. As long as I leave all this open for you to go out and do this and do that, you're going to be distracted from giving your mental health the attention that it deserves. A lot of us, most of us, we come in, we're the kind of people that can give great advice to other people, but we can't give that same kind of advice to ourselves. And I definitely want to be for the change of learning how to give that loving, compassionate self-talk to yourself. As an adult, you have to understand that you are now your parent and you are also now your child. So with the hybrid of both of those, you have to learn how to talk to yourself 
like someone that's special because you are. No one is greater than you. No one is more important than you. You will have people in your life that mean a lot to you, and that's loud, and that communicates. But you are your biggest priority because depending on how healthy you are, how happy or joyful or peaceful you are, that will determine what you're able to share and give to everybody else. You know, I had to learn for myself that I'm able to give great advice to other people, but I won't say shit to me. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give myself none of that. But these days, for quite a while now, at least about a good few years, you know, I talk to myself like that child that wanted that adult to be, you know, empathetic and sensitive and gentle. You know, I get in the mirror, you know, from time to time, we're trying to make it more frequent, but I get in the mirror or I would just pause the TV and sometimes I just say, you know, like, Eddie, you are special. I am so proud of you. You are beautiful. You are trying your hardest. And I want you to know you have nothing to prove to nobody because I know you're doing the best that you can. I know that you've had some experiences in your life and you are picking up the pieces and you are still building a beautiful house. And I want you to know that you're going to get there. You know, if you fall out or get into a, you know, confrontational people, understand that that person you argue with or the person that attacked you, whatever your situation is, that person did the best that they could. They're doing the best that they can. You know, if that person is arguing with you or judging about the car that you're driving, the way you're living, understand that they truly admire what it is that you're doing. They just don't know how you came to the, how they were able to keep company with you, be friends with you, be in close quarters with you, but you were able to go in two different directions. How you were able to come to the, come to the solutions that could get you that car. How you were able to, you know, tap into the intentions that could buy you that home. How you were able to connect with the visions that could attract that well-paying job. Whatever it is. But you have to put yourself in, you have to put yourself in a loved one's position. You know, when you're talking to your mom, you're talking to your kid, you just have to take that tone. If you got to light a candle, light an incense, you know, cut the lights off or cut, you know what I'm saying, dim them real low and set the tone. Or when you're brushing your teeth or before you go to bed, you know, you don't have to make it something that's just like, you know, just talking to yourself an hour. If you can just steal a more, a couple minutes each day, look at yourself in the mirror and just talk to yourself. Because you are a human, a live human being and your words, the way they permeate other people, they permeate you the same way. If you tell yourself that you are powerful, you are beautiful, you are special, and you're capable of anything, after a while, when you tell yourself that enough, your brain has to be programmed by that programming you're exposing it to. You know, if you tell yourself that all things, you know what I'm saying, all that is possible is possible for me. With you saying that enough, the glass ceiling starts to shatter and you let all types of creative possibilities into your reality, into your world. And you're able to access all the beautiful gifts, all the beautiful things life has for you. But you have to practice that self-talk. Again, we don't have to make it weird because a lot of people tell you talking to yourself is creepy and that is crap. In 2022, that is crap and you need to do something different. When everybody else go their own way and do their own thing, you are what you have to deal with. You are who you have to love. So own that.
What's up, Moonbeams? Welcome to the Air Segment. Here in the Air Segment, y'all know we get down to the nitty gritty, we keep it a buck, and we just tell it like it is. The Air Segment. Air segment to me and for me is a pep talk. It's a heart to heart with my cousin, with my sister, with my brother, with my fam, with my friend. Y'all know I'm gonna keep it real and I'm only gonna keep it real because I want people in my life that's gonna keep it real just the same. Anything less than, it won't work for me. So let's jump in. The first letter is E, embrace. You have to embrace the idea that you may have distortions, distortions that you've probably picked up from your parents, from your siblings, from the people in your life, you know, distortions that you, you know, for one reason or another, you thought that distortion would help you see life differently or see life in a way that favors what you believe. And you probably had the best intentions, but you're probably realizing now that is no longer serving you and you don't know where to start. Like I said, we're going to jump into, in future episodes, we're going to jump more into detail talking about distortions. It's about maybe 15 of them that I have to think of, but we're going to jump into those and talk about them. But understand your distortions are keeping you from functioning properly. They're keeping you from functioning healthily in communication. They're keeping you from functioning properly in your relationships, you know, romantic friendships, you know, family relationships at work. You know, you probably have issues with understanding other people or communicating with other people because of the distortions that you have. You know, like I said before, distortions is pretty a cognitive distortion keeps you from experiencing reality as it actually is. You know, you experience it the way you think it is, but you're not experiencing it the way it actually is. With cognitive distortions, you can be, you know, five hours behind the rest of the world for whatever reason, psychological, whatever. And life is about staying present, staying in this moment. But you can't be in this moment if you're still in last year, if you're still in five years ago, 10 years ago. You know, for a long time, it took me a long time to really start healing and growing because getting laid off from different jobs, getting fired, I took it personally because I think for a long time growing up, you hear, get a good job, you hear this, you hear that, and you develop this idea that it's this big system that's going to always make sure you're okay. But when I was put in situations where I felt like I had to defend my livelihood and my well-being, where I had to argue with resources that handle my money, I had to fight to keep my rent paid. I had to fight to keep my lights on. Like I felt like my dignity was being impugned for a system that I was groomed and brought up to believe would take care of me, have my back. The you know the same kind of system that my parents and everybody else just is just this normal you know this normal attitude that you just do certain things when I saw my life pulling me in other directions I didn't know how to handle that for a long time and it really got the best of me it got me been out of shape and it's because I also had a lot of distortions already you know what I'm saying like I told y'all about the emotional reasoning like I felt you know what I'm saying emotional reasoning is when you perceive your emotions and your feelings as fact and they are not fact and, you know, for a long time, it's been this situation where when I'm hurt, that's it, that's all. 
When I'm hurt, everybody else is going to be hurt around me too. When I'm hurt, it just gets tempestuous. It gets tumultuous. And it just, you know, gets off the chain. And I've spent the last four years, or more, you know, four years or so of my life trying to resolve that, dissolve that, heal that, and change that. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable. You may have to ask other people how they've experienced you, how you've shown up in their life to get a sense of the distortions you may exhibit in their presence. You know, working on mind, becoming aware of mind, men being uncomfortable, men, people having to get sick and tired of my shit and confronting me and just telling me what it is I need to know because it gets to a point where it's like, that's not gonna work for me. And I'm just thankful for all the people that have had the courage to bring that to my doorstep. You know, even many of the times when I wasn't interested or defensive, I didn't want to hear it. You know, more than anything, I want to be a stronger communicator and I want to be an optimist. I want to be the kind of person that can see the problem, that can see a problem and see the opportunity where everybody else starts to panic and lose their shit and wild out and worry about, you know, whatever and the lack mindset and all that. I want to train myself to be the person that can see the opportunity for growth, see the opportunity to change and grow, you know, and just see opportunities and magic and possibilities as opposed to seeing how things can go wrong or whatever like that. Anyway, the next letters are recognize. Recognize that with negative thinking, you have to be willing to challenge your mind. You have to be willing to challenge how you were raised. You have to be willing to challenge what people tell you. You have to be willing to challenge the people around you. You have to be willing to challenge the limiting beliefs that you have. You have to be willing to challenge the intentions that you have. You have to be willing to challenge why you do the things you do, why you do things the way you do, why you're working the job that you're working, why you're driving the car that you're driving because you do everything with an intention. And maybe if you understand the intentions that you have right now, you could probably understand what your intentions might have been before. Or, you know, you can understand what your intentions need to be next so you can grow, so you can change. The things I had to learn, the thing I had to learn was between about goals and intentions. Goals are about doing. Intentions are about being. When you figure out what your intention is, you can immediately start working about working on how you need to be this person. Who do I need to be to make this possible to bring these changes to life? You know, goals is about a matter of what actions I need to take, but intentions are who do I need to be to bring this reality to life? So think about that. The next letter is A, accept. Accept that if you're going to, if you want to get better, accept that if you want to get stronger, accept that if you're going to love yourself for the, who you are and accept yourself for who you are, you have to create a positive dialogue, a self-dialogue, a self-talk. You have to know that whether you make mistakes big or small, you always have you to fall back on. And when it comes to you, you are going to do everything, you're putting your, uh, everything you can to make sure you're okay. Way too many of us, especially me, we are too hard on ourselves. We are way too hard on ourselves. And most times it's because we come from people that were way too hard on us. So a lot of times we don't know any other way to be. We don't know any other way to be. But you're an adult now and you can experiment with doing things differently. 
You know, these days I challenge myself to not be embarrassed about things because I recognize there's not a moment in my life that I can be embarrassed about because other people haven't been other people have been embarrassed by the same things. Like I spent a lot of my childhood and teenage years being embarrassed by some of everything, things y'all could not imagine. So maybe I've maxed out on embarrassment, but two, it's just meant for me personally, it's not loving to myself to judge myself or, you know, to generate guilt to myself for a moment of being human, for a moment of embarrassment. You have to practice talking to practice talking to yourself like you're someone like a loved one. Practice talking to yourself like you're someone special. Practice speaking to yourself like you're meaningful. Practice speaking to yourself like you're talking to a child. You know, of course, I know Google Gaga, but with the sensitivity and the sensibility that you would speaking to your own child if they were hurt, if they were disappointed, if they were heartbroken, if they were embarrassed, if they, you know, are just struggling with some very complex feelings. You, you know, maybe talking about it, self-talk may be a little difficult. You can start out with journaling, you know, journal. You don't have to make it a whole thing because if you, when you make it, you know, lengthy, it becomes something that's hard to keep up with. So set a timer for five minutes and, you know, do a big brain dump and dump all your feelings on the paper and leave it at that and close it up. The next day, you can read it before you write your new entry if you want. There you have it. Embrace, recognize, and accept. In the next episode, we're going to talk about who could be better. So you don't want to miss that episode. If you haven't had a chance yet, head over to Apple Podcasts and please leave a comment and a rating and let me know what you think about this content. As always, I want to thank y'all for supporting the Medicine Cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential. Y'all, so many people are being left behind. So many people are going to be stuck in their ways and stuck in dead-end jobs, stuck in situations that they've been stuck in for 10, 20, 30 plus years because they're not willing to free themselves from the addiction of pessimism, the addiction of negativity, the addiction of the worst case scenario, the addiction of worry, that worrying thing. A lot of people don't know, but worrying is another form of manifestation. Worrying is just manifesting the worst worst case scenario possible. Like I've told y'all with losing my crib, like I was worrying about that for years. So that was a very powerful um, manifestation that I was conjuring up for years. So when it finally happened, something to me kind of wasn't really surprised because I've been worried about it happening. And worrying about it happening is pretty much the dark side of visualization, visualizing the thing you don't want to happen. So stop worrying. Life is going to be whatever it's going to be. That's it. That's all. Now, before we go, let's do these affirmations. All that is possible is possible for me. Again, all that is possible is possible for me. And the last one. I am strong, I am enough. I am wise and I am tough. One more time. I am strong, I am enough. I am wise and I am tough. Have a great Thursday and have a great day. Later.